Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john and jd Sorry, I sung that. That was unintentional. Is that your true calling in life? You're going to be a singer? No, God, no. My, if my wife heard that, she'd laugh so hard. Dude, I sang in Disney World and it's still not my calling. Come on. At you least you should. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You sang in Disney World? You yeah. did? Oh, we've sta- talked I'm, about this. And yeah. not with JD on the show. How did this yes. happen? No, like, I don't know about this. In in college. I, 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 was, oh. I was singing in choir since I was seven. And in college, I mean, I, I did Cats like three times on stage and and a couple of other Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. We then... have done this. I made that joke. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did cats, and I was going to make that joke, and I went, oh, wait, I've made that joke before. Right, yeah. I'm sorry, fine. John, I, I forgot. Hmm. <laughs> so it took cats for you to remember. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you said it the exact You said, I did cats on stage, and I was going to say, that sound, and I was going to make a joke. <laughs> that sounds I'm like, familiar. I'm like, wait a minute, I've made that joke. Oh, yeah, we have had this conversation. <laughs> he has a running I tally of all of, the ra- all of the riffs that he did on well, this. Yeah, I remember <laughs> my bad so jokes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like repeating myself. So someone needs to remember that, you know, the bad jokes. Someone has to. I got a quota on how many I'm allowed to make. <laughs> nice. This is true. Nice. Fastly approach. It's like Logan's run, man. I'm fastly approaching it. Yeah, once that that light starts flashing in your wrist, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I get to hang out with Jenny at Gutter at the end, so that's okay. Oh, there you go. So how how's everyone doing? John, how was your week? Do anything fun, exciting? Not really. Uh, I was kind of sick on Sunday, so I sat down and had myself a Gamera um, movie day and uh, went through like, what is it, four, five, five Gamera movies? And the old ones don't really hold up so well, but the new ones are pretty awesome. So None of the Gamera movies hold up well, man. I mean, like the, the wall of like hold up and what that means is vastly depending on the eye of the beholder. Well, the, the ones that were done True. in the late '90s, the three, and I think there's one after oh, I, that I don't have yet. Those, 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 those were those hold up pretty well. The old ones, it was too centric around the Gamera's, the friend of kids, and you know, it was that, was, a, that was his gimmick though. Like Gamera was the friendly monster. Yeah. So the, yeah, but the newer really ones. Neat. Hey, he's made with turtle meat. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so the new ones kind of keep that but they do it in a much better way and it's it's you know like you know they, it's over they, the top man yeah no the newer ones the 90s they're not the old ones yeah completely yeah. understood but yeah so yeah and i shotgunned a new anime that i'm actually really enamored of now so that's about it there's like nothing else yeah like i said except for 
Oh God, did he post it? Oh God, Instagram. Okay, heart, 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 heart. Okay, Dave, are you happy? So when you say shotgun to animate, is, is that is that like a different term for binging? Yes. Is it like done faster? <laughs> I just never heard that phrase. It's before. it's done under it's forced. It's done under No, duress. no, no, no. Ah, it's, uh, it's at 1.5 speed. No. <laughs> it's no, I know it's just. I, I'm sorry. I'm sure I'm showing my age. Shotgun is what you used to say for binge, but in my you know, in my high school days, you were shotgunning beer, not well, yeah, everyone knows that one, but yeah, fair. right. But it's I'm... it's it's just another way of saying I I just I basically sat down and when I got up, I realized I've been through 12 freaking episodes. So we're young and hip on this show. We say binge. <laughs> we're old and are losing our hips okay my hips are just fine thank you very much mm. minor minor <laughs> that's work that's what she said uh, how about you jd very uneventful week actually I spent a lot of time writing a new book Friday the weekend was busy i worked a bunch bunch of videography stuff and then yes my wife and kid were out of town they're hanging out at her dad's farm all weekend four-day weekend so yesterday i i got some other video work done I put we oh we put our dog our our other dog it oh, was we saw, um, that. we saw we had to you know, she's just in too much pain and we kind of had to we made the choice that it was time to it was time to put her down sorry man um, that's okay you know it's been I thought she would go first before our other one did so I've kind of been preparing myself mentally for this for over a year so I was actually surprisingly relieved now you mm-hmm. know and I feel guilty for feeling relief on it yeah so that. Yeah, I know. It's just but if they're in pain, like yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like the other one was so sudden, it was like traumatic a little bit. But this yeah. this one it was it was a little different. Like we had to keep her bored at almost all time because she couldn't control her bowels anymore. Then it was like you know this is we're keeping her alive for us at this point, you know. So we right. we made the call, and then she, her, and the kids spent the weekend at her dad's, and so I just worked and I I did some reading. You talk about the one and a half speed. I had to finish because I finished Salem's lot last week, right? And I figured out, and I just learned that the, the the minister, the priest, right? That from that, I was like, what happened to that character? It's Father Callahan. It turns out he's in the Dark Tower, which is the next book for the one that I had been dragging on finishing. So I listened to it on 1.5 speed because I had the audio book. Hmm. So while I was working this weekend, I had the Dark Tower book four in my head. And boy, what an ending. But yeah, then I started book five while I was working on the, the lawn yesterday. And by so. working, you mean writing? No, no, no. When I'm doing video work and stuff like that, like oh, I was okay. doing video, I was doing videography. Like I was shooting football on a Friday night, so I'm listening to The Dark Tower by Stephen King while I'm shooting my football team getting annihilated. So, yeah, I, I was gonna say it's like, how do you write your own no. stuff while listening to someone oh, else? No, I can't even do a podcast. Like I can't even listen to podcasts when I'm writing. It's got to be music or, or, or yeah. work. But yeah, this weekend was pretty much about video work, and I made another interesting book decision that I will discuss next week. Okay. Oh. Because I'm not ready to talk about it quite yet, but it's it's a little tease, a little tease. Yes, yes, little tease. But yeah, that was uh, that was my weekend. Pretty uneventful. I'm reading. I read. I will save what I read for my recommendation. All right, that's all I did. So I need to recommend something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just busy. Took the kid to the, the mall today. I took the kid to the mall today. We hung out at the arcade. You know, they had this Luigi Ghostbusters game. Where you like you're what? you're Luigi? No, seriously, you're Luigi. You go into the haunted house and you've got like they're guns, but they're actually like vacuums. So you're like sucking up the ghosts. Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. That's what it's called. Yeah. So me and Andy and I love it. And he just sits there and quotes Ghostbusters the whole time. We're, <laughs> we're doing like he's like this ghost is toast. He goes this chick is toast, and he's trying to suck the thing up. He goes full oh, stream. Awesome. Yeah, he's he, 
he loves Ghostbusters more than a child born in the year 2016 should. That is that is that is fun. It is. It's oh my it's a blast. So that was that was my week. How about you, Dave? Make any fun trips? Oh me? No. Yeah, actually, I went to New York Comic Con 2021, first major comic book convention in two years. You know, it's one of the big two, San Diego and and New York. And San Diego was virtual again this year, but they are doing something small in November, or at least the turnout. That's the interesting thing. So I I asked because I saw the pictures that you were sending and the floors looked really barren. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday was was kind of small. Friday was a little more crowded. Saturday, you couldn't walk again. So so it it was like it was like it used to be. Yeah, they, they well, could only sell 75% of the normal capacity, but Friday, Saturday and Sunday were sold out. So 150,000 so. people about, or well, is it 280? It was 300,000 before. So that puts was it 300,000? Like yeah, the one year was like 300,000. Wow. Yeah, two, two years ago, was, it, the, the, the estimate was 280 to 300,000. So, so that puts it at like 225,000, I guess. That's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough getting around on the floor on Saturday, definitely. Was and it the same amount of space? So, so here's the interesting thing, and and everyone I talked to, we all kind of said the same thing. It was weird, right? Because it's New York Comic Con, and mm-hmm. you're expecting a big event, and it didn't feel that way. But yet, everyone was happy to be back at New York Comic Con. Why did you it know? not feel that way? Because Marvel, DC, oh, image, image, everybody, everybody abandoned the Comic Con. Yeah, they, they all, Rooster Teeth used to have a big thing Roos, there, and they Rooster they Teeth. Yeah, they're all. And none of them. None of them. None of the big vendors and publishers had booths. They all cited the same thing: health concerns, travel restrictions. You know, you can shake your head all you want, but like, I understand our the theories around Marvel and DC, but like, Image. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Image ain't gonna have its own. Um, dark and, yeah, that makes sense. Crunchyroll yeah, and, was Crunchyroll there? No, Crunchyroll wasn't there. See, that's uh, another big one though. Mm-hmm. Konami normally has a huge Yu-Gi-Oh booth. They're in Japan. There it was travel restrictions. They couldn't mm-hmm. come to the United States. Wow. Whose Netflix didn't have a, a booth there this year? You know. Now they had things to kind of make a Funko didn't set up. Funimation. What about them? Funimation did have a booth, yes. Okay. Uh, and Bandai, Funimation and Bandai both had surprised because they would be under the same travel restrictions. You would think, but I think there's, I think Bandai has a, an American arm, and I think that's what who was there. Hmm. Funimation might too then. So yeah, so you've got, so you had those. Um, eBay had this. eBay had a huge booth. Oh, eBay. Uh, yes, they were giving away comics, and they had a giant line for the comics. What comics were they giving away? <laughs> like, like stuff that was like grab bag type stuff no no they were a lot of them were cgc'd and they were like silver age books really that they huh. bought on ebay and then they were like they, they did an auction and then they did a thing where like if you got a ticket you got in line and uh, you got a random comic i wonder what possessed ebay to do that that's very interesting i guess they're like, trying to build brand recognition and uh-huh. that tape, and sounds like there were plenty of extra tables, and they New York Comic Con probably just read pop yeah. probably like let's fill those tables. Maybe we have I to mean, look. Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Paramount did have a big Star Trek 
uh, thing set up. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what did the main floor look like? I mean, because usually it's just like wall to wall with all those vendors booths. I haven't been there about six years, but what yeah, it, it, was, it, it was it was a little more spread out than normal. Definitely. It was already Sally. I remember the I remember that being much more condensed than it looked in your pictures. Yeah, Artist Alley was a little more Artist Alley. That didn't shock me as much because it and I know I know it's perception is nine tenths of everything. It felt more like Artist Alley when it was in the old building because they had more room there and they yeah. had it spread out. So this was now it was again downstairs in one of the rooms. So it was more spread out. They're not finished with and, the big building. And it wasn't and it wasn't as deep uh as it normally is. But yeah. I mean it, it still had a good turnout. That was the other thing I think I mentioned this to I mentioned this to other people, not to people in Artist Alley. I noticed as we were getting closer to the con, of course we know a lot of independents from doing this show for so long. A lot of them were getting tables this year. People mm -hmm. that normally don't get approved for Artist Alley at New York Comic Con because they normally stick to people who've worked for the big publishers mm -hmm. and uh, yeah so that that was interesting though so, i mean they're also some of the same you know mike golden was had had it was there greg was there brian Kavon was there you know so like there were some big names there too but yeah not as many as normal uh, and snyder that was there so yeah i know comiXology did a big big thing for him so yeah i mean so that you know, if they can make that argument, like Marvel and DC might not have a booth, but they're represented by the, the people that have worked for them. Hmm. I, I get it. And what was the other thing? Okay, so so the big thing that came out of New York Comic Con, and I'm so pissed about this. Friday night, about five o'clock, I was like, so I went with my brother-in-law, and I was kind of like, ah, eh, I'm tired. He's like, yeah, let's just go. We we went and got a bite to eat um, at a restaurant like down the street from the hotel. Get back to the hotel, get all relaxed and stuff, and I oh, open up. I'm, I know you're I, I open up my Twitter messages, and the guys from the Geek World All Stars are like, "Dave, tell me you went to the Ghostbusters panel." Dave, Dave, how was it? You got to tell us. And I'm like, "What are they talking?" So I just real quick did a Google search on Ghostbusters. They showed the movie at the panel. I saw <laughs> that it was in my email box. Yeah, my <laughs> inbox. I uh. <laughs> Wow, so that, that's have... like, yeah. So, surprise! We we know that you you made sure that you only drank enough where your bladder could last a little bit more than an hour. <laughs> but we're going to keep your receipt for two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so Ivan and what's the son's name? Ivan Reichman's son JD is having technical difficulties. People, the one who directed the movie, uh, Bob, 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 Jason, 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 and Reichman. They were right. both there, and they're like. After like after they asked the cast questions and all that kind of stuff, and I, my understanding like that part was really short, and and Ivan and Jason Reichman were like, yeah, you know what? We know everyone has been waiting for this for a long time, so you know what? Here, let's just show it. <laughs> and, and it's the, kind the, of brilliant because they, I mean, if you think about it, if they do stuff like that. Next year, people are going to think, should I go to your Comic-Con? Oh, my God, they showed Ghostbusters last year. Let's go, right? It also, exactly. shows, it also shows hella confidence in your product. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, know, you oh. want to get that You want to get that buzz. You want people talking like, man, Ghostbusters 3 is so good. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, everybody seems to be. So Yes, I, that, I will say that. All the, I haven't, I've been trying to avoid anything that was spoilerish, but 
the, everyone's like the basic uh, premise is it's good, you know, like it's all except the Guardian. But nobody Who listens. Who cares to the what the Guardian says? I know it says a slimy, stinking corpse of a sequel. I, I'm everybody else is good. It's just the Guardians is like Who cares. You know. the, Gar- the Guardian is like the least viable website in the world right uh, now. Uh, it's a whiny uh, bitch fest. Well, we got this covered. Might have got that covered. That's not even a real. That's not even a real outlet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Guardian likes to pretend it's a real outlet. It does eighty three percent of Rotten Tomatoes though? That's so, good for a blockbuster. It, yeah. I mean, it's funny because. Especially for a sequel. Look, the whole thing was Thursday we went, and I just wanted to get the lay of the land kind of a day, you know, walked around. Friday I did a lot of interviews in Artist Alley, you know, to get to get some of those. And then that's why by the time I got got to be like five, I'm like, ah, I'm tired, you know. And, <laughs> and, and then old. Saturday was my uh, press day. Did two press rooms, which the first one was based on the recommendation of Joey DiCarlo, who I did see, by the way, at the convention. So shout out to Joey. On uh, Thursday, he came. We hung out for a little bit. But uh, Ghost Hunters, because he actually knows one of the guys from the show. Hmm. He's from the, 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 the one guy's from Boston. And like, that's Joey's neck of the woods. And they were really cool. Like, it was an interesting, it was a smaller press room, John. There were only two tables of press. Oh, wow. That is and small. And... So they had the host of the show the, of of Ghost Hunters, and they had the hosts of the show Kindred Spirits, huh. which they cross over. So what they did is one table had the host of Kindred Spirits, the other to- had the host of Ghost Hunters for a half mm. hour, and then they switched us. Wow, half an hour is long too. So we had like a half hour with both of them. We were lucky to get ten minutes with anybody. Back so in- different man, different world. Yeah. So so that, and they were they were all really cool. It was a fun conversation. Which is weird because then it was followed up with uh, Joshua Renner from SourcePoint Press. Hmm. I went and talked to him, and his new book is based on the Winchester Mansion, his new comic. Oh, the Winchester Mansion's really interesting. If 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 anybody so, doesn't know, yeah. you, want, you want to tell the story because I I actually well, the, yeah, like, it, it, I learned that story when I was eight, and I've always been interested in. in it going was there. I can't remember her first name, but the. Uh, the widow the, Winchester. The widow Winchester, who was the the heir to the Winchester fortune, yep. um, believed that ghosts of people who were killed by their rifles were haunting her. And this so is like early nineteen or early twentieth century. Like yes, early nineteen hundreds. And uh, so what she did is she kept constantly her house was being built onto to and they would do things like staircases that go nowhere, doors that don't do anything to confuse the ghosts to keep them away from her. She would, like, she would, she would go into this room. This, I think, that she called it the blue room, and she would quote unquote listen to the ghosts, and mm-hmm. she would draw up the plans herself, and then hand the plans to these guys. And of course, she's the widow Winchester. She has all this money. People are just going to build what she wants. That's so, America. And and there was, and, I think there was originally five stories, and then they lost two in one of the earthquakes. So she thought that she hold on. She thought that she could confuse ghosts with staircases and rooms. Staircases and rooms that go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Upside um, down staircases, staircases I, that go. There's actually, there was actually, there was actually a special on that. This is where I originally heard about it. There was a special, I think, on Netflix that I watched like a few years ago. It's when I originally heard about the this thing. And construction went going until the day she died. Like mm-hmm. when she died, that's when the construction stopped. So he got to go to the house, talk to the people who are the caretakers now got to hear all the stories and so basically the comic is half 
historical accuracy of like the of the situation and half of you know ghost stories that he he intertwines into the comic based on what people that's really the cool. lore yeah that's pretty cool so so needless to say look for that look for the ghost hunters and the winchester stuff to be put together as possibly a halloween episode this year for us you think, think that would be hmm. i think that would be a cool cool way to do it hmm. so and then the other press room i had was why the last man and i think they had like the entire cast in this room or, or close to it did they show any any more than what we saw originally not in the press room and i did not go to the panel gotcha oh i thought you did <laughs> oh wait hope, hopefully they're not listening to this but and like that was that was a much more full room john as you can imagine it's you know the new big show based on the big comic book property and so we got like literally i think five minutes with each uh person do we really um, think that this is going to be big though for hulu i think it's going to be big <laughs> to be i don't fair. know i don't it's know it's really an off it's really an off, like off broadway off center type comic that's like uh, why why the last man no it's pretty no no it's and it's really it's yeah it's critically acclaimed too it won a bunch of awards and brian k highly reviewed yeah yeah brian k vaughn is is one of the Mm -hmm. top writers so maybe it's just me i don't know it just it just seems like i don't think it's going to do great to be honest with you because i don't think the trailer looked very good and i don't know if it's mainstream enough to be a hit i i don't think you're wrong on that aspect but it's a pretty big deal in this book. Well, what, what, what's interesting is the twist for the show compared to the comic is, and and hearing and hearing the writer talk about it, it was like, oh, okay. It's they used the platform of the show to talk about identity, you know, and it makes sense, you know, like what what do you base your identity on the whole the whole thing, and so, and if they created a show for a character for the show who's a, a transgender man saying that correct right so a woman who transitioned to a man yeah so mm-hmm. so th- that like so that's that plays into the show too like that's not in the comic but they they added to the show to make the show more about identity so like that you know that was cool and, and like you could tell the people that this was definitely a passion project for a lot of them hmm. so kind of like that alone has made me interested in watching the show so so i'm definitely going to check it out i need to borrow my daughter's hulu password <laughs> So I can watch it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, with that being said, what else can I say about the convention? So cosplay. So I mean, anyone who has been watching, if you aren't already following us on Instagram, go head over there now. You'll see lots of cosplay pictures from the convention on there right now. So the top characters, any guesses on who the most popular characters to cosplay this year at New York Comic Con were? Deadpool. Yeah, I was gonna say Deadpool too. Nope. It doesn't really. Well, I mean, there were Deadpool's. I'm sure there were. No, of course there were Deadpool's, but not like not like there's been. Number one, Loki or a Loki variant. Yeah, well, that that one you get him. Man, you could put on almost everything and then slap the word variant on your. So the best one. I'm looking at the Scarlet Witch one that looks really good. You're on your feed. Second most popular. A second most popular, obviously, was Scarlet Witch. And then the runner-up was Chucky. Oh, yeah, new oh, show. New Chucky show, show. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing until I got to the convention and there were ads playing for it. I'm like, what is this? Isn't that uh, weird? They they tried to reboot the, the Child's Play franchise because they still had the rights to Child's Play, but the original Chucky rights are tied up with someone else. Yeah, that is weird. So, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that is 
my daughter has always been deathly afraid of those movies and the doll. Mm -hmm. So I would take pictures of the cosplayers. <laughs> we had uh, my little brother had the original My Buddy that Chucky yeah. was based on growing up. Because oh. we were the we were just the perfect age for it. So, you know, spooky. But yeah, no, a lot of, yeah. The best, one of the best variants that I saw, it's two guys together. That's that, This is definitely in the on the Instagram. Yeah, I think, believe one was Spider-Man. The other was Ghost Rider. And when you first look at him, it's like, this is a like a near pitch perfect Ghost Rider costume. Then you notice he's got the horns on. They're painted silver, like silver to match the, the helmet or the, not the, helmet, the skull. I and saw then that. He, and then he has variant on the back of the jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. I'm looking at that right now. That's really cool. Yeah, Kudos yeah. to whoever you are underneath that mask. It's very creative. Mm. Yeah, so he was the Ghost Rider Loki variant. I thought that was uh, I thought that was brilliant. So I love cosplayers. Yes. Oh, dude, I thought this guy. I thought it was Godzilla. I thought someone actually cosplayed a perfect Godzilla. It is actually a statue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's kind of nice that they had I, a statue. I, I I I I took that one just for you guys. Appreciate. I, it. I was said. I said. I saw a Godzilla statue. I have to take this for John and JD. I have to. So mm. yes. How big was it? Oh, it was quite big, right? That's what she said. No, it was probably about six and a half, seven feet tall. So not as big as like the the Transformer cosplayers that have been the, in there before. With the, the the biggest statue was, I'm pretty sure I posted this. The the monkey form of Goku. Oh, the Ozuru. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That thing was giant. Like, yep. and it was right when you walked in the main entrance, and it was like, oh my goodness, like, this dude here is the greatest American hero. Yes. Yeah, that's the, you know that never dies. That will no. never die. It's it's my age, and people still like are familiar enough with it. Like it's See, left a, a strange impact on culture. They're kind of unexpected. They're yeah, and it, because it was honest. They they're rebooting Chucky, but you know, and and they're doing all these other like now they're talking about another Star Wars prequel when they've got like the greatest American hero just sitting there. Whoever's got the rights to that should be. Well, they did try rebooting it a few years ago, and it never they made did. it to TV. Yeah, because it wasn't good. I think the thing with the greatest American hero is it's, oh shoot, what was the actor's name? William Cat. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what made that show work, because he's so earnest in the part. Like he's the heart. He's got a. He's the most sympathetic character in the original Carrie too. He's the one guy who dies, and you're like, oh come on, <laughs> he was a good guy, you know? Like yeah, he was. He was like, he had this. Like I said, this this very honest, earnest quality about his performing that was really great. Well, it was also Connie Selica, and I forget Connie the Selica. He, he, well, you know the ship that lost a thousand fantasies, and then what was it? Famous, like somebody who had a quite a career. Yeah, was, to IMDb. I know, right? I'm, I typed John. What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing my job. That's what I'm doing. The, um, uh... it, yeah, it was 1981, and it was William. No, not William Cat. Connie Selica, Ronald, Robert Culp. Robert yeah, Culp, Culp, yes. Robert Culp is like he's a he's a acting legend, and he, I, I mean he there were he was supposed to be this gruff FBI guy, and he brought as much heart to it as William Cat did. Like mm -hmm. they, they 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 did perfect on the on the cast. It shouldn't have been as good as it was. Yeah, right. As we review shows from the nineteen eighties, <laughs> I almost said thirties. We're not that. Oh, old. I also ran it's into like, it's like you said it it left an impression. It did. I also ran into the guys from Ocho Dorle Parlay Hour, and they just call themselves I, ODP, which I thought was great. I think that's great. I love those guys. <laughs> they have a great Twitter hand. They, their Twitter feed is great. Yes, yes. They love. They appreciate us always shouting them out. Hmm. 
So William oh. Katz still looks pretty good, actually. I'm on his IMDb. Like he could, he's got this Chris Christopherson look to him right now. Someone cast this man in something. Yeah. You know what? He he was in the CW shows. Was he? He he he, he played <laughs> in in uh, the Flash's wedding. He played the the the, the minister. Uh, the, the minister, yeah, oh. who, who got disintegrated. Yeah, I think you know who he should. You know who he should play. You know, he looks like in this picture, Norman McKay of of, of Kingdom Come, the the faithless preacher. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. throwing that up, trying to trying to manifest that into the world. A live action Kingdom Come, huh? I would think. I think that would be awesome. Be, you know, per- personally, could they do that? that? I think so. If you just cast older, or just cast now, like look at it like that. Michael Keaton could absolutely play the Batman. From oh there. yeah, definitely. You know, screw it. Linda Carter put her as Wonder Woman. Or if you want to keep the ages Wonder Woman, you know what's her name is right there, Gal Gadot. Yep. Superman. All you gotta do is like touch up Henry Cavill a little bit, give him some gray. This could totally work. God damn, you're right. John Cena as Magog. Make it. Happen. Oh man. Oh god. You'd have to have a ham for that. Yep. Oh, you have to have a ham. And he's ham me. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I think, think the, I think Kingdom Come as a feature film could work. All right. DC, call me. You, you won't. You didn't last. No, time. no, no, no. They won't. They'll just make it. Really no. should call you. Yes. And they'll go. We own it, so we don't have to get your permission to make it. They didn't call me when they when they turned me down that time. They just sent the editor to say, "Yeah, this thing you worked a year on. It's, it, we're not doing that." So, you know, that's pretty cool. That was really cool. Uh, man. Uh, Moving on. Oh, and then the other thing I have to say, I I have to mention on the show, I forgot, uh, almost forgot. So John originally had gotten a a, a pass and then decided not to go. We were going to give the pass to our good friend Montego Bradley from uh, Fans on Patrol, and he decided not to go. It had nothing to do with fears or anything. His daughter goes to school in New York, and he was going to go see her while he was at the convention. But then she said not to come out till like next month. So he didn't want to go to New York twice. So he he decided to hold off. So I kind of half joking around, put a post on uh, Facebook about, ah, you can't even give away a pass to New York Comic Con. And a good friend of the show, Ben Goldsmith, messaged me. And he's like, do you, do you really have an extra pass? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So he got a pro pass this year and wasn't able to get an extra pass for his fiance. Oh, so I gave it to him for his, so he and his fiance could enjoy their time together at New York Comic Con. That was very kind. And I will say he was extremely grateful. Like, honestly, like, you know, you know, can tell when someone's like being sincere when they're saying thank you. In fact, he even messaged me today. Like, I just got to say one more time, man, re- that was really cool. Thanks for the, the, the pass. So nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was, he was, he was happy. It's funny because he did not. He wasn't there with SourcePoint this year. He's got a new book out that's not with SourcePoint. He's he's gone with a different publisher, and that publisher didn't have a presence, and so he kind of just was floating, shaking hands. You know, you know how it is, JD. You know, mm-hmm. doing the do. So it's the way to be. Yes, yeah. So more on more on Ben later on in the show, but but yeah. So so it was great. I will say that also. I'm sorry. I know I was posting stuff as if I was there on Sunday, but I didn't go on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> we decided to go home. My uh, brother-in-law wanted to be home by six o'clock. That was the first issue. The second issue is John. We normally stay at the the what's the Hampton, right? The, the yeah, the Hilton the, Hampton, or I forget which one. And, and uh, right there. And they do the they do a bag check right for Sunday. 
Yep. And then you come back after the show and pick up your bags. Right. The Holiday Inn Express does not offer a bag check. Oh. Oh, that's right. Because when we were there, we had to take, we took all our bags and we forced them to let us up into the car. car Which which they normally don't do either. Yes. So, so we walked out of the hotel holding all our bags and went, we could spend 20 minutes trying to get through security with these, then pay to have them a coat check at the convention, or we could just go home. Just to spend a couple hours, just so you could be home by six. I was like, "Well, and yeah. also, if you stay at the convention until five, you're not getting home until eleven that night because of all the traffic." Yeah, I mean, well, we, we took the train. We, oh, you took the train. Oh, wow, the train. What? A <laughs> so, so that wasn't like so. We weren't worried about traffic. It was just like, but that's the other thing, though. On Sunday, the later you get, the the more spread out the trains become, too. So. They're like, yeah, we'll just go home. So I had still had pictures I hadn't posted, so I kept posting them as if I was still smart. Shh. <laughs> oh wait, gave, I just gave it away. Yeah, you gave away the gimmick, but smart nonetheless. <laughs> mm. So yeah, but yeah, no, I had a really good time. I was just, I was happy to to be at a convention again, and especially a huge one like that. So hopefully, it's even better next year. Hopefully, we're past all this other garbage by next year. I'm hoping uh, it's on for a little while longer. Now I'm thinking about getting a table at at c2e2 and selling some books because i'm hoping it's cheaper yeah well, yeah it, it'll definitely be cheaper they, they got to do something to draw people back right mm-hmm. i mean and and it's i mean you know i mean we'll see by january we'll know how everything goes true right because well, a fan expo bought up the the wizard shows they did so you could do mm-hmm. the you could do is it gonna be called fan expo chicago now instead of wizard probably World? that's since that when is that didn't that already happen oh it you know what i think it because Wizard World Chicago is usually in August. I think. Yeah. I actually and think I saw posts that it's either coming up or or it was a I'm couple weeks ago. Of, sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. Fan Expo <laughs> Chicago. Because I think it's going to be the first one that's that they they're running is Chicago, if I remember correctly. Um. When is this? Give me a date. I'm on the site. There's no date announced for 2022. Uh, oh. Okay. So has not come as of yet. Coming soon, it says. Formerly Wizard World. Him You're still working through the the still merger then. Yeah, probably. C two E two buy badges before October twenty fourth. Guess I should I mean, that. C two E two must be what I saw advertised coming up. People talking about so. Dece- oh wow, that's in December. They moved yeah. that either super early or super late, depending on how you want to look at it. Probably, I would imagine super late, hoping to get past. Yeah. That's actually that's actually pretty terrible for me because that's wrestling season. So never mind. Well, it's also December. Like it's really. I mean, most people are trying to, you know, shop for Christmas and yeah, but, uh, yeah. stuff done. but you can shop for Christmas at a comic book convention. If there that's, you, you go. Know, not for my family. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you put it, yeah, I agree. I think honestly, between us, I think it's a terrible date. That's absolutely terrible date. But I know McCormick is probably thirsting for some business there. So mm. you know, yeah. So. Yeah. So cons are starting to slowly creep back. I think that's the best way to put it. We'll see how things progress. So moving on, I know you're not watching JD. John, did you watch the finale of What If? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I know it's not your cup of tea because it ended on a kind of a high note. No, no, not the, no, no, no. I don't mind the way that it ended, but I feel... That and like I knew it's where they were going, but yeah, they truly violated the spirit of the what if standalone stories, you know. 
because they they brought everything together they we now have the multiverse avengers god damn it that's so stupid (laughs) why is it stupid because they're supposed to be their own thing everyone is supposed to be a little pocket story not like one universe where all this shit happens the defenders of the multiverse i think that's what they called it yeah so you got uh so you got black widow in a universe where ultron won and basically killed everyone you've got captain carter instead of captain america we got uh thor from the universe where loki uh was never adopted so he's party thor which i thought was weird the weirdest one was Killmonger, but like, well, yeah, he was brought I mean, in. He was brought in as a Suicide Squad. Spoil, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. The Watcher brings him in for a reason. Right. But yeah, Killmonger, and who he else? Was brought in to be Killmonger. And Doctor Strange, who is might be the most powerful being in the multiverse from that episode. One of them. The evil Doctor Strange, right? Evil, yeah. Right. Kind of evil, kind of not. Just, More just misunderstood. Of, he's got just a little bit of Shumagorath just showing on his face, you know. It's, you it's know, just, just a little bit of the mini angled ones in, look, you know, he in did his it. casting. He, he did it for love, you know. That's 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 all you got to know, you know. But he, so he would do anything for love, <laughs> but he won't do that. <laughs> but he did do that, and that's why. He's oh, all that's alone. true. That's why he's all. <laughs> yes, yes. That's why you that's shouldn't why, do that. That's why Meatloaf wouldn't do that thing. Exactly. He's Meatloaf is smarter. Let's just say I can <laughs> sympathize with Doctor Strange. That's all. That Doctor Strange, you know. Six you point. What do you think Meatloaf was actually talking about in that song? I don't even want to think about it. It's Meatloaf. And I mean, the first what, time I heard that, what wouldn't Meatloaf do? I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, nothing because you know he did the the. He would do anything for love, but he won't do that. You know, of course, your brain goes right to the gutters. I mean, he like did, he, he did guttural. the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You mean, like, really he did do the Rocky Horror that. Picture Show? Yeah, <laughs> right say. to the gutter. Hmm. You mean like entering through the back door? That's okay. what I thought too. All every right. time, it was like, would he not go? Would he not do the you know the poop uh, shoot thing? Uh, all right, all right, all right. I think we're off topic here. We're, we're keeping it clean. We're not I'm, saying this is it. not clean. There's which is not clean. what happens if you go through that door. Oh come on, you man. do not keep it clean. I, I you know I'll just uh, you guys tell me when you're going to clean. I'm. Not, <laughs> superhero I'm speak not, for all your poop shoot news. I'm not <laughs> part of this. Oh, episode title. Um, poop shoot news. Poop shoot news. <laughs> Wait, I it's thought like, you it's said like the boo- <laughs> it's like the boot scoot boogie, but not at all. I thought you said we weren't we weren't gonna do we got this covered stuff. I mean uh, that is that is what they do. Yes. <laughs> they do the poop shoot news. They do the poop shoot news. <laughs> all the all the news that's fit to shit. <sighs> Oh my god! They could have that if they want for their psych. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'll let them have it. So I will say the only other, the only odd thing about that episode was that Gamora. They didn't have an episode with her because so when Killmonger becomes Star, that's Killmonger Star Lord, right? In this, no. in this universe, I thought that no, was the episode. No, no, he's Black Panther. Oh, I'm sorry. I was where did I get Star Lord? I was way off. I, I withdraw. T'Challa is Star Lord. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they so they have that they have the T'Challa Star Lord and the Black Panther Killmonger in the episode together, so that that was interesting, interesting well, dynamic. But you asked about Gamora. Yeah, that right. the Gamora who had the the Stone Crusher. They didn't have an episode with her in it. That's because they do have an episode with her, and they didn't show it. They've saved it for season two because nobody. The, the rumor is that they didn't show it because it has some kind of plot point or something in it. 
that they're saving for the next few Marvel movies that, that, if, that it would reveal something that they don't want to show yet. If there is a rumor on some random ass YouTube site, John is going to sniff it out. I don't. <laughs> hey, I'm paid for research. Okay, I'm not paid for research, but I, I, you know, I just swim in those waters and I hear you do. Things. But you do. but but this this seems to have something about it because there is there is an episode that they took out there of the is, lineup. There, there, there is a I, I saw on uh, superhero hype. There is a lost episode, but I didn't read the article because I assumed they were talking about the spider-man episode that they weren't allowed to do no no this this is an actual episode that's finished that they did not air because they wanted to do the spider-man turn into a spider thing and disney said no to that Hmm. oh they want to do the other no uh there was actually a what if where he turns into a spider so they they were wanted to actually recreate that what if and they said no you could call in marvel's part of that one yeah (laughs) maybe I don't but know, they still did the, the zombies. But you got yeah, but the zombies is the better idea. And the zombies has like the Kirkman. I don't want to say stink because it's not really stink, but it's like <laughs> it's a but it's a Kirkman thing. So I mean, the zombies have like reached just have reached like a prominence, and they have like a yeah. like, like a uh, like a nice little coat on now. It has the Kirkman parfum? I don't even yes. know what that means, but I'll use it. <laughs> but yes, then and that's the other thing we are going to get. Apparently, we are getting a season two of What If. So Loki and. What if for the only two shows we're getting season two for, as far as we know. So, so far. So far, yes. Cap will be continuing into the movies. Well, Falcon Winter Soldier. You know. it's, it's, it's going to be Cap, though, right? Yes. Yeah, it's And I mean, you can't really, how could you do a sequel for WandaVision, a season two for WandaVision? Ask me that again when we get, to, when we get this next Doctor Strange movie. That's true. Could this all be red herrings? Could be well, I don't know. I mean, who, know, who the hell knows what's going to happen now, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, if they had gone to New York Comic Con and saw all the people dressed as Scarlet Witch, they might have been like, "Oh, we need to do a season two. <laughs> well, she's gonna be she's gonna be in the Doc movie, Doc Strange movie. So I imagine something. I don't know. Well, actually, we have a story related to that. We'll get to we'll, that in a minute. Yeah, we'll touch on that later. So, yeah, but yes, what? <laughs> I've got a few things we could add to the news. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, you did go. you have any? Do you have anything more to say about what if? Before no, we move? no, I, I, I don't. And if you want to get social media madness out of the way, then we can. In fact, we could skip it all together and just go straight to the news. All right. Well, I'm- social media madness is is super short uh, this week, so it's, it don't you can calm down. The first is an annoyance. Fair. Of how Twitter works. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, guys, you remember many many moons ago, we did a commentary track for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Lost an entire Sunday. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Lost an entire Sunday. <laughs> it was fine. I, we didn't hate it, but yeah. we didn't hate it. We we it, we we kind of were like medium about the whole thing, which is better than we expected. We expected disaster. It was it was definitely better than the weed and cut. It was watchable. It, it was very watchable. It was watchable. It's, yes. it's more. It was more fleshed out. You yes. know the whole thing, and of course, Crazy Joe from Mega Podtastic went on a rant. <laughs> Couldn't believe we liked. The, uh, that version of the movie that I liked cut. it better than... from April, mind you. Yeah. Yes, from April. It, he went on a ramp, and like one of the main things that he kind of was harping on, which in some senses it can make or break a movie, but I really don't feel that it was that big of an issue. Was the soundtrack? He was saying that the Whedon soundtrack was better than the the Snyder soundtrack. He might be right about that. I mean, I don't remember either but neither i mean stuck out to me, so. i mean the thing is right yeah. neither one stuck out and we were 
we were kind of talking so much through the movie it was like we were what's the term i'm looking for we were like entertaining ourselves entertaining ourselves we weren't paying attention to details like the That's soundtrack not, yeah not i mean that. i think we made a joke about i think hallelujah was used like a thousand times in the movie oh something. yeah because that's Zack snyder well yeah. also the snyder cut like the the, the whedon cut was woefully devoid of the aquaman tabernacle choir so <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you know so so that was snappier without that. but so so his whole his whole thing was back in the april right big long tirade and then just today Jason Quinteros decided Jason, Jason bunch of numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's his his Twitter handle. Decided to jump on this thread talking to Joe basically saying he liked the Snyder soundtrack better and like went on a tirade back and forth and I'm like but because we're tagged in the original like then all these tweets keep popping up in our feed and it's just like okay so 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 i'm just gonna say right joe and troll and joe and troll jason can you can you stop tagging us going forward we don't care we watched the movie we like the snyder we like the snyder cut better we think the soundtrack is inconsequential to the quality of the movie (laughs) That doesn't mean we like the Snyder Cut. It just means we like it better than the original, right? Jason, Jason, we're talking, Bunch, we're talking levels here. <laughs> Jason Budge Numbers is the type of guy who goes into that search bar and looks to pick a fight. I think hmm. so. I, 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 I totally agree. Him, he, this is a burner account with 21 followers. Wow, and that's more than me. Who and has I, only been on here since May, and all of his all of his tweets are about the Snyder Cut and Ray Fisher. And this is, yes, this is a troll account. So yes, I think we closed the door on this particular conversation. Okay. And Joe, don't pay him any more attention. Okay. And then, of course, the next one I had to include just because... Got to get Tim a shout out. Got to get Tim a shout out for the week. Uh, So, of course, last week's episode was named by John Legal Beagle Spiegel. And I was able to find Snoopy as a lawyer. Love it. Wearing his little hat and and carrying a little briefcase. Snoopy's like 800 years old. Of course, you found a picture of him doing literally anything. That's uh, cool. And Timothy Jones says, love this Snoopy. Yes. And JD replied, litigator Snoopy. So Good pick, Dave. It is a good pick. So, so Tim, there you go. There's your shout out. Don't forget, sour grapes of fire and finer comics across the nation and then finally i have a plea to ray from gorilla brain podcast it's one thing to do this in in the chat that we have going for the the geek world all-stars but when you start bringing it out onto the main twitter i'm half tempted to block you i'm so confused so all right so you want context not really. I figured this was an inside joke that didn't land on. In, in exactly. But that's the whole problem. It's an inside joke that doesn't land on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, obviously. Oh, that's the other thing. Make sure you go to SuperheroesSpeak.com. I do have uh, little blogs from the different days of the convention with a couple of photos from the floor and whatnot. And my, the, my stuff I did for the day, you should check it out. And so on day three, you know, I had a 
obviously I tweeted out to go check out the, the blog post on the website and the Gorilla Brain Podcasts. And it was a picture on the floor and, you know, the crowds on the floor. And he said, that line is to touch Dave's biceps was outrageous. So, you know, they keep making jokes, especially Ray, about me being some kind of womanizer and, you know, going to the gym just so I can meet women and all this stuff. And just, you know. If anybody's been to a gym lately or over the last 10, 15, 20 years, that's not where you go to meet women. There's like five women that come to my gym. Nobody lifts at the same time, but none of the five women ever wear freaking masks. And it drives me insane. <laughs> so you're saying even if you go there to meet women, the women you meet are not going to be. Well, where I live, I live yeah. in the freaking boonies. So, well, I live near the Amish. So yeah, like I'm not, I'm not in the boonies. Do the Amish anymore. go to the gym and do they lift in their Amish clothing? They're, 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 area their their farms or their gym trust me because guys could, could probably bench could, press a mountain oh no doubt do the amish up. go to the gym do the amish go to the gym this is a legitimate question it sounds like the beginning of a song i mean <laughs> yeah or a parable um, or a book or a book but seriously there's any amish people listening that was a joke um but if anyone knows anyone amish like can they go to the gym could they get a gym membership like, could they just lift free weights and not touch the machines? Don't think so. I don't know. Would that be against like the Amish code or whatnot? As far as I know, <laughs> I don't know what I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. Go ask That's your neighbors. Not something that I've ever like. Go ask your neighbor if he wants to. Them. <laughs> go ask him if he wants to go to the gym and just see how he reacts. I will. I you know you know what? I'll ask the vendor, the the guy down the street. I'm dead the... serious. What like you say? Hey man, you want to go? I need to get some squats in. Do you want to come to the gym and lift with me? Just see I don't what they think say. I'll phrase it that way. Uh, I need a I need a spotter for the bench. Like I'm legitimately curious if the Amish can go to the gym. Okay, uh, I'll ask. I, you know, I know the guy that runs. Well, because I know like Amish the Mennonites. The... the Mennonites have like these weird, like you can drive a car, but it can't have like air conditioning. Well, it depends on which sector and, of the Mennonites. You yeah, or, like they all have different rules. Right, and, and they're all and, like. They're all kind of like, really, you can do this, but you can't do that. So you, you can, can have a washer, a but you can't have a dryer. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, stuff so, like that. It's like, it's so weird. Like, like God is going to get mad because you wanted to dry your clothes electrically. Come uh, on, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's intriguing. And I know for a fact, and no, we don't have a Mennonite audience. Do we? Do we have a Mennonite audience? <laughs> I don't know. We might knows? be upsetting them right now. Like you can, you can have an iPhone, but it can't have 4G. You can only have Wi-Fi. You're making that up, right? Yes, 100% oh, okay. I'm making it up. Absolutely. If I make it, if you find that I'm making fun of the Amish, the answer is yes, I am. So, you know. yes, well, you know, because the Amish can, the Amish can cancel me. <laughs> Canceled by the Amish. Now that is a title. I need to write that down. Canceled by the Amish. That would, I, how do they do that? That would have to be like a they letter writing what, campaign. They don't have, they don't know what canceling is. The room springer rumble. I can go on. I can go on like this for a while. Please stop. All right, me. all right. No, for real though. Next time you see it, I'm Amish, Mennonite, whatever. Ask them. Ask them if they can go to the gym, and then please report back to Superhero Speak because I got to know the answer to this question. <laughs> well, while while JD ponders that question, here's our good friend T Square to tell you uh, you can get more Superhero Speak. Follow us on social media. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, 
you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Wow. Good question. <laughs> Thanks for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast. Available on iTunes. Not iTunes. Well, yeah, iTunes. But uh, Of course it's on iTunes. Everything's on iTunes. YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. Oh my goodness. And on that note, breathe, uh, Dave, breathe. <laughs> on that note, John's going to leave. I go talk to his uh, Amish neighbor, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Jebediah! After these messages, we'll be right back. So how you got to say you got to contact him, right? Yeah, that's basically it. I, mean, I got to call my neighbor. Jebediah! <laughs> Well, you have to you have to get them during the day because they're allowed like a kind of a payphone like thing on their property. Okay, that's like, what I'm talking line. about, man. Like like they're allowed a payphone. I don't know. That's well, it's uh, not like a payphone. It's just a single like landline phone in a box at the edge of their property. You know, I I don't know the rules. I know that's the thing. The rules for the Amish they're just so. Oh, sorry. My wife just texted me. Because why are you yelling? <laughs> it's a bit for the podcast Uh, i thought the amish were were texting you all right no 4g only wi-fi hey hey just remember if there's an apocalypse they're the people to to go to like if if anybody's going to survive an apocalypse there's an apocalypse we're all going to be dead it doesn't matter well that's that's what an apocalypse is well you're only you've got a better chance of survival with somebody who knows how to grow food you know and live without electricity Eh. there (sighs) all right well them and the damn dirty hippies we're 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 back but we did not get an answer from the amish my wife just told me i'm stupid so (laughs) it's not wrong because of the amish no because i told her i said i was doing a bit for the podcast i was calling the amish and she said ah you're dumb (laughs) (sighs) so all right so so are you guys familiar with just tell me when i can interject when when you want to add something to this i've got two little little things i wanted to add all right well first off we're gonna to the the amish or to something else no no oh Oh my gosh no dropping the amish Amish? okay Okay. drop the amish that's my new ep oh god (laughs) dropping the amish I'll release that mixtape on Spotify coming soon. Is that how the kids say it these days? Um, <laughs> the ones in. The ones are you, I'm do wrong. you cover Amish Paradise as your as the first song? No, that'd be too obvious. <sighs> I don't have any other jokes to make at the moment because I'm not sharp enough. Is, is that is that what you is that is that how you say you're going camping? I'm dropping the Amish. <laughs> <sighs> All right. 
So you guys are familiar with the Hellraiser series of movies? Yes. Oh, yeah. Based on the Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. Yes. This just went through a whole bunch of reviews with the cinema snob. So, Are you aware Hell- that... On the Hellraiser you- movies? Yeah, he's been doing reviews of the Hellraiser movies. The original you- or the bad ones? All of them. And yes, including the bad ones. And it's hysterical when he reviews the bad ones. <laughs> They're, they get really bad. Yes. Oh, when they went to space, as with all horror movies, that's when it was like... Yeah, well, you have to go it to was, space. Yes, that's, there's a rule. Like... <laughs> Once you've reached, once you're out of shit to do, it's like, well, now it's time to go to space. Leprechaun, like, Jason, you know, they've all been to space. So. They've all been to space. <laughs> Critters. Fair, Critters <laughs> has also been to space. Dude, Jason in space was fantastic. So anyway, they're rebooting <laughs> the Hellraiser series. I saw that. And the cast pinhead, it is Jamie Clayton. I have no opinion on this whatsoever because as, as JD was alluding to, most, if not all of the, the sequels have been anywhere between, so, you know, fairly watchable to... a woman. Cr- it's, I was going to say, it's a woman. She is known for the L word, Sense8, and Generation Q. Yes, um, but it, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's going to be the writing. And, you know? I imagine people are up in arms because it's a woman playing a Cenobite who are, in fact, interdimensional but were, demons. But there are Cenobites that, ha- that were women. I mean, like, There's you know... Place. That's that's the thing. There were already female characters. I just I don't. It's I don't. I mean, I'd have to see. I'd have to see a clip. I don't know how I feel about it yet. If Clive, here's my thought: If Clive Barker doesn't care, none of us should care. Right. Oh, of course. Right. And I'm like, sure this, he doesn't. No, Clive Barker didn't give a crap. Because you're talking about a dead franchise. You know. I it's mean, gonna, it, it shouldn't even be a franchise. It's a novella. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Hellbound Heart is a messed up novella, by the way. I don't know. Hellraiser was cool. We should stop there. Right, exactly. Very rarely do. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes they get better. The horror franchises. I just rarely do they. Rarely is that true? Hmm. I don't know. It just goes back to Hollywood is out of ideas. Yeah, they are. We we keep all we're seeing is reboots and 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 it's like they're not out of ideas. Why can't they like? Why do they have to reboot Hellraiser? Why can't they just come up with a new horror franchise with a female? Because protagonist we're talk- or antagonist we're talking, because we're talking about, right you don't get that with and they do hollywood is all the time there's all kinds we're in the we're in the middle of a horror renaissance there are that's the only place that is doing new stuff is horror movies right the yeah. blumhouse, blumhouse is making great horror movies right now like this is like this is the golden era right silver era of horror movies but Hollywood wants franchises, right? And there's a they see that there's a golden era of horror movies going on. How do we get out of this? Let's do something like that's the thing it, is they make it, safe bets. They make safe bets. It didn't work with no, Friday it never thirteenth. It didn't work with Kruger. It didn't work with uh, Evil face, Dead. It didn't they, work they, with got a, they got a few sequels out of Jason that were all half decent. No, no, no. Okay, not the reboot no, though. They we're talking about the reboot. Oh yeah, no, not the reboot. They, no, they rebooted in 2009, and nobody made another one. Like I talked yeah. about it. When we did our best reboots with the Nightmare on Elm Street one, no, it didn't work with Evil Dead. No, no reboot. It didn't work with Child's Play, right? We joked about that earlier. Like, no horror movie franchise has successfully been rebooted. Yeah, yeah. So why yeah, do Texas it again? Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw, maybe. That's because it was uber violent. Yeah. Well, the original Texas Chainsaw was uber violent, right? Yeah. And so there's a there's a fan base for that. You know, would you consider it a reboot? Because it's more of another, a different adaptation of a book, right? Well, one's a TV made for TV movie, yeah. one's a theatrical movie, both, both based off a book, so it doesn't count, right? As a reboot, yeah. I mean, you can say no. the same thing about mm. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 
That's true. That's a very good yeah. point, actually. Mm. So, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Like, are people going to see a Hellraiser remake? I, you want my honest opinion? No. Yeah. I, I don't like, it think could so. be. I could be awesome. Like, horror fans are super loyal. And if it gets good buzz, they'll go see it and they'll make it special. But I mean, if I were them, I wouldn't spend a whole lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you can make a horror movie on a budget and still, yeah. and, and be, and, I guess because of the name recognition, you could still make a good profit off of it. Because if your horror movie only costs like 20 million, you make 30, 40 million of it. Well, you've doubled your that's which Blumhouse. That's literally their that's literally their business model. They make cheap, but not like Horman cheap, but like cheaper horror movies, and they're all awesome and they make a shit ton of money. Kind of sad. Well, it works. They're like like the Blumhouse people are making original movies. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about Blumhouse is like, you know, it they're they're like Okay, artists. no, I take that back. I take that back. You know what for horror franchise has been successfully rebooted? Halloween. Mm. Is Halloween, that a reboot? It's a deboot. It it's a deboot. As, as I've done the Halloween, but I've done the Halloween continuity tree before. Right. <laughs> I'll do it again because it's you, you should, the season. I thought that it was supposedly to drive people mad to, to try and figure that Dude, out. It's like a Lovecraft thing. It's like you're looking <laughs> at the mountains of madness trying to figure out the continuity of Halloween. But the sequel to the next to the sequel to the one that came out in 2018 is coming out in a couple of weeks. So yeah, that's that's a success. But again, it it isn't a, you're right, it isn't a reboot, it's a deboot. Mm-hmm. Right, because they're they get rid of all the movies in between. They get rid of everything after two. Right. Right, because in this one. Jamie Lee Which, Curtis is but, not Laurie Strode is not Michael's sister. But they also did that with H2O. Okay, here we go. JD's gonna do it. <laughs> oh all no. Right. So let's do this. this <laughs> but HTO HTO H2O said all Separate. the movies in between Hold on. didn't yes. exist. Let's do this. Let's do it. The original Halloween continuity tree goes Halloween one, Halloween two. And Halloween two, we find out that Laurie is Michael's sister. Halloween three is off doing its own thing. Halloween three has no bearing on anything. Season of the Witch means nothing. Halloween yes. four is the return of Michael Myers, where you start getting Daniel Harris involved as his niece character. Halloween five, she's in it again. Halloween six is the, the revenge of Michael Myers, where you find out he's a secret druid thing, <laughs> right? And then we effectively end that series. And then we go to H2O, right? H2O says, no, everything after Halloween two did not happen. I thought it was after Halloween one. Like, so there's hold on, one hold on, H- hold on, hold on. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Okay. H2O says nothing after Halloween two happened, right? And that's what with Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams, where Michael comes back after his sister, right? Jamie Lee was like, all right, the script's pretty good. I'll do this one. Kevin Williamson wrote it's very like Dawson's Creaky meets horror movie. So it, it, it kind of sucks, but it's not horrible. And then they had the Halloween resurrection where he, I think Buster Rhymes kills him. And and like, it's like, I believe that's what I'm dead serious. It's like a haunted house reality TV thing with Uh Michael Myers. I think I remember that one. Sucks ass. It's like, it might be the worst Halloween movie. So then now you had Rob Zombie do the Halloween reboot with his movie, which was not good. And then the sequel, which was not gooder. So those were not, those were not good. (laughs) Not gooder. And then they had, now, so now the current Halloween Lives movies, right? That one ties off. That one says Halloween 2 never happened. So Lori Strode is not related to Michael Myers at all. And now she's a grandmother with Judy Greer as her daughter. And then or, and then there's another one too. She's actually a grandmother. And now this is the, the one that coming out is the sequel to that. So there's a lot of like, you talk about multiversal, multiversal stuff. Like it, Marvel is a piece of cake if you if you want to think about Halloween. I was going to say, Kang walked into those universes, t- turned right around and said, nope. <laughs> oh, dude, it's, yeah. Dude, and you know who that really all benefits? John Carpenter. He gets a nice sweet check for this all the time. <sighs> Nice. I don't know. To me, it's one, two, and H two O, and everything else just throw away. 
you've seen the new one the new one's pretty good actually like no, I like I Lori. I like Lori being Michael's sister. I think yes. that fits into the plot. I think that's yeah. I think that strengthens the Halloween movies. But these two sequels are they they're pretty good. So it makes, well, I haven't seen the next one, so I can't say that. It makes one work better. It does make one work better. I agree with you hundred percent on that. But that's also the, the reality which I've accepted my whole life. And like I have not grown up in a world where Lori Strode was not Michael Myers' sister. So for me, it's like weird, but I get it. If you're a fan of the original Halloween and you don't think you think and all those sequels suck, I can't I can't fight you on it, you know. And that was John Carpenter's thing: is the first two are just one story. That's John. Yeah, mm. I agree. But John Carpenter, they said, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And John Carpenter just wants to play video games and get high all the time. So he's like, "Sure, I'll take a check. I don't exactly. want to work." But so, it was it was number two that turned that into like the serial killer franchise like like actually yeah. introduced the idea of a idea. Oh, yeah. supernatural it's... unkillable mm-hmm. murder yeah it's it, exactly the we argument had him? yeah go the, ahead, the argument that john carpenter makes is everything that happens to michael myers is survivable in the first movie yes because it's only a second story window that he falls from right but he's like gone gone Gone, she gone. looks out the she looks out the window and he is gone gone like right, he is disappeared. right right exactly like he like disappeared into the ether so i mean like you could make the argument that he'd survive being right. shot and stabbed and yeah and people have and it's been and you know people 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 do. have survived that stuff right but it gets like i mean like once john carpenter leaves the series because it's not supernatural in the second one he's still just a lunatic right, right. exactly then it and gets, he gets blown up at the end. Yeah, and then it gets supernatural because he was ready for it to be done. So he wanted these to be like these anthology movies. His mistake was he made the second one connect to the first one. So it makes no sense to start an anthology of films at the third one. Mm-hmm. Right. Now yes. there's talk of a sequel to the season of the witch. Oh my god. Three. In which case now the continuity is just now, now it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they tie Michael Myers into season of the witch. See, somehow. they should. Well, he's in the, the commercial. there's a commercial in the movie like they're in a bar and they look at yeah. the tv and there's a commercial for the halloween yes so so the movie it firmly establishes that halloween 3 does not take place in the same universe as halloween 1 yeah. however however the silver shamrock company is linked to the druids so it's very easy to tie it all together because that's <laughs> that's what the curse of michael myers teaches that michael myers was a druid thingamabobber but we threw that away in continuity. We did throw that away in continuity because now Michael Myers isn't supernatural. He's just an octogenarian out there trying to kill people. Right. <laughs> okay. I think we spent enough time on this. Uh, we weren't even talking about Halloween. I know. How did we well, get we here? We were talking about Pinhead. So. <laughs> oh, Pinhead. That's right. <laughs> I, have, I have no interest. Wherever you in this are, pinhead. there you are. Because Halloween one and two are the perfect horror movies. And after that, everything else is garbage. All right. Um, so, so Timothy Chalamet who is yeah. in the Dune movie. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, realize is also playing Willy Wonka. I don't <laughs> know yet why. another reboot. I don't know why we need a reboot of Willy Wonka. Do you know what he's dressed like? Do you guys ever see a Muppets Christmas Carol? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, so we got a first yeah. look at what yeah. he looks like as Wonka. He looks uh, like Gonzo as Bob Cratchit. Oh my God. <laughs> yep, he does. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I saw that. But now I can't unsee it because he's dressed exactly like Gonzo as Bob Cratchit. He is. It's yeah. You're right. By the way, this is a terrible. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's an all musical too. That's the other thing. So like, I I don't. All right, terrible idea. Just like graduated to you know. know, The last one was a musical. I mean, like the good. Well, I mean, there's always a musical element to the movies with the Oompa Loompas. Gene Wilder's singing. Gene Wilder sings too in that. 
yeah, it's, more, true. It's, more, it's more subdued. It's not like, you know, a 1930s MGM musical, like, you know, but I mean, it's like Willie Walk on the Chocolate Factory is pretty damn musical. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the tunnel. Yeah. That thing is messed oh, up. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I mean, the Candyman song at the candy <laughs> wrong, store. Wrong movie. Um, yep. No. That is another reboot. Okay. Time out. The Candyman was rebooted successfully. That was actually awesome. Okay. <laughs> So we're talking about these horror movie things. The tunnel scene in in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory might be the most frightening thing shot in the 1970s. Yes. For what reason? I don't know. (laughs) To show. Well, Gene Wilder wanted people to be scared of Willy Wonka. And it's like mission accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's up there with Texas Chainsaw. There's less blood, but psychologically it's messed up. Yes. But I mean, getting back to the whole idea of rebooting it, like, they just re- it feels like they just rebooted it. No, it was 2005, man. It's been it's been 16 years. Okay, it's still not that long. Yeah. I mean, I'm All not right. arguing. I'm not arguing with you because the the Burton Keaton the Burton excuse me Burton Depp one sucked. So there's no need, right? Are we all in agreement with this? There's no need for a Wonka it, reboot. Absolutely none. No, whatsoever. no. I don't. I don't understand the the thought process other than Hollywood's too afraid of original ideas. How's that? Yep, that's what it is. And this is I curse this movie to fail miserably at the box office. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, I do too. I, I'm on I'm on board with that. How, um, how about we how about we inject something that I've got? Oh fine. Oh, yeah, please, let's do it. What do you got, John? John's got a story. John's bringing the news, people. This is a this is a a, a first for superhero speak. So we're, first. we're listening oh, intently, John. What is the news? Sorry. I've seen this too. Oh, he was in <laughs> We're the Millers. That was funny. He he was he was in a lot. Uh, was it Will Poulter has been yeah, cast yeah. as Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, ah, this is confirmed. Yes. Yep. Not and, just not just an IMDb credit, but like no, no, no. no I, yeah. I saw them looking at it too. There's another yeah. source on this. There's like and there's mid. He's been in Midsommar and Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, and Maze Runner. Eh, few of we're, few we're the Millers. He's hilarious in that movie. So he's getting paid. Yeah. Not what I think of as Adam Warlock, but I bet his. But this is Gun, so I bet his audition was fantastic. Yeah, cool. So I just hope he can stand having gold makeup. I think yeah, uh, he got he got no choice, really. Yeah. Well, can so, they CGs? Can they gen, use the computer to change our skin gold though? Oh yeah, they they did in Wandavision. They were they were changing colors on uh, what's his face all the time. Like that, most almost everything about him was CGI except for the. You know, his he acted, they CGI'd onto him. You're talking about uh, vision, vision, yeah, yeah. So, there you go, don't have to I, cover Disney people in gold paint anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's been a problem for a lot of actors. Like, you look at like Star Trek, and a lot of aliens changed between the original Star Trek and the next generation, and the and, Klingons. Uh, and whatever, yeah. Well, the Klingons and some other and the Bajorans, because actors that were supposed to play, like I just read this, the one who played. Was it Judsia Dax in Deep Space Nine? The reason why her trill is different from the one that appeared in the next generation is because she couldn't stand the forehead, the plastic makeup for the forehead. It, it, it she'd break out. So well, so they changed how trills look just for, just because of that. Well, not only that, if you cover someone completely in gold, we learned this in Goldfinger that it will kill them because it'll suffocate their skin. And even though that sounds made up for a movie, of gold. Yeah. they proved it on Mythbusters. That yeah, that's actually... also, uh, so 
coincidentally, the Wizard of Oz, the, Buddy Epson was supposed to be the Tin Man. And the original makeup that they were using on him was, uh, I believe it was aluminum. And he was getting like aluminum poisoning. So that's uh-huh. why they had to recast. Surprised it wasn't mercury back then. Like it's it like, might have been mer- honestly, John. It might have been mercury in it because it was yeah. something that was like slowly killing him, and he like got really sick and he couldn't finish the role. That making of that movie is an absolute disaster. It's amazing. Yeah. They had like five directors in that thing. It's astounding. They made it. They got a good movie out of it. It's a little hexavalent chromium. I'm, I'm sure it'll you know, you'll be fine. No problem. All right. So we got our Adam Warlock. So yeah, cool. Let's yeah, see what they do with it. It wasn't just a. It wasn't a teaser that went nowhere or an end credit scene that went nowhere. So, yeah, well, Marvel made that more difficult than it needed. I'm sure they would have liked to have had Guardians three out by now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But Adam Warlock means that opens the door to a lot of stuff. Like, are we going to see Eon and and the Living Tribunal and like that? That yeah. opens the doors. We're already going to see Celestials, so we're getting we're getting well, the full Marvel universe now. That's that's one of the things too, though. Like a lot of times you get those stingers, but the stingers don't always have to pay off in the same franchise. Like they right. could have used Adam Warlock by now. Somewhere uh, else. I don't know. I think it's better with the guardians to be honest with you, because we're not in space enough. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe they need to get into space more often. Yeah. The storyline with him in, in infinity war was weird in the comics, but here super weird. It's like, an, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right. I contributed. I don't have to do anything again until 2022. <laughs> So our good buddy, have you ever read the Prophet books? The, JD? Rob, Leif, the Rob Liefeld Prophet? Yeah, Li- Liefeld, yeah Rob, Rob Liefeld Prophet. I know of it, but I never read it, no. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal and Sam Hargrave are teaming up with Studio 8 to make a live-action Prophet. Why? Because <laughs> it's probably, my guess, it's probably a part of some deal that they have with Liefeld properties somewhere you know do you know how obscure profit is of all the stupid rob liefeld properties there is out there like young blood supreme god his books aren't very good through in my head like whatever wow okay i mean like okay. do, you know, do you know of profit john no i don't i don't my point exactly and you lived through the 90s like you were a collector in this era but you're like, you're, you're naming these liefeld things and i'm like oh yeah that's right not really that great huh Rob Liefeld's not that great, <laughs> like especially as a writer. Like you know what, that Supreme was a great book when Alan Moore was. It was. It was, it was like a pastiche of the Silver Age Superman. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Those are great books. That would be a really good movie. So of course they're not going to. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm actually I was trying to find something. It's a film, but like in studio, it's doing it. But like I don't know. We'll see where it happens. It's not like. It's not like it's a coming to Netflix or something like that. Lots it's, of things go into development and we never see anything from them. Exactly. Let's, let's see where this goes. I am color me skeptical on whether or not, you know, profit will see the light of day. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal, maybe. Wasn't he a oh, pick? Wasn't he a pick for a lot of people to play Adam Warlock? He's been a pick for everybody to play everything. Jake Gyllenhaal has been attached to every character over the last 20 years. Yeah. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, like... People have wanted to suit Jake Gyllenhaal up and everything. And we finally got him as Mysterio, which nobody saw coming. True. True. And he did good. He and did now it was great. And now we'll, get him as, now we'll get him as Profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people well, okay, got to watch picking up these C and D level, like independent books or movies because they, especially stuff from the 90s, because they didn't really think it is. I mean, like, are we going to get a Shadowhawk movie next? Oh my God. Shadowhawk. Yeah. Shadowhawk yes. had a cool Shadowhawk had a cool gimmick because you didn't know who he was. 
right? And that was part of the fun of Shadowhawk was they had all these characters. You were trying to figure out who was who he Shadow the robot Hawk or was. was he? Yeah, you know, he well, he looks kind of like a robot. He had like a Hawkeye type thing, but it was like he was like Batman meets Hawkeye. Yep, I think that was Mark Silvestri. I actually have those yes. down in my basement. Yes, yeah. I believe it was. I mean, the gimmick um, is kind of cool, but once they've told you who he was, it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like there's a time there's a time limit on that. It kind of fell apart. Yeah. So image books sucked, man. The vast majority <laughs> of them were freaking terrible. So, uh, so speaking of comic properties coming to life, we had talked about WandaVision not getting a second season, but appears that a character from WandaVision will be getting their own spinoff. But there's really not much you could do to give WandaVision a sequel, right? Like they, it know, told but, the story and that the story's big. But do you want to see Agatha have her own spinoff? Well, if she if they're going to do a season of Agatha Harkness, then yeah, and that ends, you know, to move the rest of the franchise forward, then yeah, because that's probably yeah. what they're going to do. So, no, so, yeah, so yeah, so Catherine Hahn is is going to headline a WandaVision spinoff, and and you could watch her all day. I mean, she's just awesome. So. But here's here, here's my question: Do you do a spinoff about her becoming Agatha Harkness, like, or do you? Spin off from the end of WandaVision where she was left without her memory. I think you got to spin off from the end because we saw how she be, yep. right? I mean, yeah. like, if they're not going to do the whole real story of it, like, there's not many places we can go. I mean, the, the I think the money is in the future with the character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I besides, imagine they have a pitch. Well, yeah. Besides, they've oh, yeah. introduced her. Like, you could have this, this would be a reverse Wanda. She goes from not, well, no, same Wanda, actually. She goes from not knowing who she is strange things happening to realizing who she is and at the end you know i don't know like dr strange shows up and says i need your help or something like that you know <laughs> no i mean like Agatha Harkness, you know i mean she was a background go. player but she was still a player in in the marvel comics right mephisto shows up and says i need your help oh god we're gonna keep that alive <laughs> until he shows up in something the answer is yes, yes. yeah yes. he's gonna show up eventually he has yeah. to yeah, yeah. And I, my money is on in a Disney Plus show, not in a movie. Kind of that Disney Plus. Exactly. Which is why the excuses for him not being in WandaVision are stupid. But it was fine. I get what they meant. They wanted Agatha to be the villain. And in retrospect, seeing where the plot went, Mephisto wouldn't have made sense. So I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it had to be a villain that mm-hmm. mirrored her powers. as mm-hmm. typical Marvel formula. That's what uh, they do. They don't fuck the formula. Nope. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. The villain is a mirror of the hero. Every single time, except in Spider-Man movies, they actually have bucked it in that one. Well, because he's got a huge rogue gallery that everyone knows. Because he's got the best, the yeah, arguably the best rogues gallery in comics. Between him and Batman, I think. between him and Batman, it's arguable. Yeah, Lo- Loki didn't. Loki did okay. Loki is also a dark reflection of Thor. Well, yeah, okay. Loki's he- a dark reflection of Thor, and then Loki's. Prota- uh, protagonist was literally, a variant of him literally yes. loki is literally that is li- actually literally the whole concept well loki. protagonist love interest i mean you know <laughs> they you sometimes know. are one of the show. same weird show but that's what they do right like the red skull is captain america yeah right? like captain marvel was the evil kree guy whose name escapes me at the moment like yeah this is this is what we do at marvel uh, ronan yeah. right was it ronan the kree that guy? was in that was yeah. actually in Guardians. Actually, Guardians did buck that trend. Yeah. Probably why I like that movie so much. Yeah. I think Ragnarok kind of bucks it. Ragnarok bucks it too. Well, yeah. Because Ragnarok oh. is... Oh, no, Hella. 
Yeah, you're right. I was a dark reflection more of Odin, but you know, it's still there. Well, yeah, but it's not quite the same as you know, quite the same. Iron Man versus it's it's, Iron Monger. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But both Guardian, both Guardian uh, movies did buck the trend. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, gun, guns on another level, man. Yeah, he gave us Starro for God's sakes. God, he's got so he made Starro the dumbest character in all of comics. Horrifying. I will never ever say a bad word about that man because of this. Yep. Like genius, and now you're a fan of Starro. Huge fan of Starro. Huge. All right. Well, that unless John has anything else to add, that is all the news we have this week. The only other thing I wanted to interject was it seems like there's a lot of news making the rounds about the Great Philly Comic Con. Like nobody can even find the original owners anymore. Like they can't get a hold of them. All the ticket holders are from that were holding tickets from last year for this year are starting to it like it. I think the authorities are starting to get involved, and I'm like really sad because that was like one of the best cons we went to. I have not uh, been following that, so I'll have to. So like their their website's gone and everything. Well, the web the website isn't like some of the website isn't loading anymore. <laughs> Like and, huh. and this is one of the best cons, and they they do the I, I think they're saying that they also did the Allentown Comic Con or whatever. Yes, yes, they also did Allentown. So, but yeah, they 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 can't get a hold of of the owners, and it's just I mean, and I I thought I saw something from some people we know too from from well some people we know uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. It's very Italian. Yeah, some people I know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, pe- people we know that are in the know, and apparently they know something even more about this that I, I actually might reach out to them about. Because yeah, <laughs> check the time. All right, I'm just saying it, it. This was one of the best cons we went to because it was still small. They still sold a lot of comics and a lot of stuff like that, and 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 it was really easy to get interviews there. They didn't have like you know 15 layers of security between us and the and the and the, the talent we could actually so, walk up to them and talk to them everyone yeah so the, basically the last thing posted on their facebook was from march talking about them canceling the show for this year and then that's about it like there's been nothing from them since then it looks like so interesting we might have to investigate this yeah investigative reporting from superhero speak yeah Whoa. right who's <laughs> gonna do that John. Oh, go get him, John. Yeah, so, I'll just I'll just call the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office because apparently they're involved. All right. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like this is you know this some this is I I wouldn't be bringing it up unless I you know I'm really sad about it and that it wasn't real. It's like that's kind of heavy for that's kind of heavy for this show. Like, well, what while John puts on his investigator's hat, hmm. we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. I feel like we need to get Matlock on the case. <laughs> Ironside. All right. Uh, we're gonna end. The, we're gonna end this Cold week. Check the Night Stalker. <laughs> that would be more appropriate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, what, what's what's the what's the guy who's always asking questions and following the people around? I forget what his name is. Columbo. Like, Excuse Columbo. me. Just, well, just one more thing. Just, yeah, just yeah, one, yeah. I, just I, one more question. That's the greatest. The greatest detective show ever. Yeah. I mean, it's either. I mean, either either that or Monk. Either one of those would annoy the crap out of them until they just Monk. Admit, is, admit Monk it. is basically Columbo. True. 
Well, t- uh, Columbo and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he's like Sherlock Columbo. <laughs> Col- all right. <laughs> you know, Christopher right. Columbus's actually name was Christopher Colombo. And when he, no, it's a true story. It's a true story because Columbus is not an Italian name, right? But when he just, when he did his whole thing and came back, he was super important. So, like Stradivarius, whose name is Stradivari, changed it to a lot, something more Latin sounding to be more important. Yeah. The Vikings found North America way before he did. He there never were, even there landed were people there. here. Yeah, yeah. There were already people here. You can't discover something that has a fully functional civilization. And they're, and they're finding out by, by they were, they were here for a hundred thousand, 200,000 years. Before. Yes. Yes. So, but yes, I think I can say that I'm Italian. We learned it in school. Charles. What was it when the Alaska and they believe because we're, because our when Alaska and, and Russia were, were the Bering Strait, the Bering Strait, Strait that they, they the walked bridge. over. The yeah, they bridge. walked the land bridge over mm-hmm. to to Canada. I'm down During the last the ice United age. States because it was damn cold. Mm-hmm. And it's still cold up in Iceland. I'm sorry, up, wrong end. Uh, up in you know Siberia and Alaska and northern Canada. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. It's enough Columbus talk. <laughs> All right, boys. It's Indigenous People's Day now. So. It is Indigenous People's Day. Listen to People of the Sun from Rage Against the Machine, everyone. Mm. Just a good song. Good. Tip of the day. All right, boys and girls. The more you um, know. <laughs> slow news week. You get you get the banter on the slow news weeks. I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. As as promised, I did a bunch of interviews from. The, the convention and we're going to figure out how to get them all out to you eventually some might be on our patreon more on that later mm-hmm. but i did want to do this one this week because again I, I mentioned earlier at the top of the show our good friend ben was walking around uh, he didn't have a table but he is promoting his new book second place and again he was looking for you know people to talk to and and whatnot so I got to talk to him for about 10 minutes and that was a really great interview. So without further ado, here is Ben Goldsmith. Editor's note. So once I got home and started listening to the interviews, I noticed Ben's was a little messed up sound quality wise. It has been cleaned up as best as I can. So please forgive the sound quality, but here we go. Here is our interview with Ben Goldsmith. Hey, hey, so we are still here at the Atomicon. Uh, happen to run into uh, our favorite person to talk to. Wow, favorite? It's always a good sign. Ben Goldsmith, how are you? Hey, I'm great. I would like to start off by saying thank you, John, for not being here. I don't know if you know why, but thank you. <laughs> That'll be for you, buddy. Ah, um... All right, so you're, you're not in a walking around and shit. I am, yeah, exactly. Literally, as you, as I saw you, as we were doing that exact thing. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's, I have a badge that says pro, um, which is great because that means someone thinks that I'm a pro, which is really cool. Because uh, I did the same thing before, just with less credentials. So now it's, uh, it's, it's certified bullshitting is what it is. The difference is what it is. <laughs> So, so, what do you think of the conference? Oh, man, uh, you know, it's, it's so great. So, I, it, it just looks like everyone's so happy to be back, and everyone's wearing the masks and being respectful, and it, it just looks like that thing of, we all know uh, how precious and how fragile this toy is, yeah. and no one wants to break it. We're all, you know what I mean? We're all happy to have it back. Yes. Mom and Dad gave it back to us, and and we were like, no, 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 we'll take care of it this time, we promise, you know? Um, so, it, it's, it's just nice, because then, you know... I think myself, like a lot of people for the last two years or so, you're looking at the world and you're looking at, it just looks like 
it's, it's a bummer, but then you come back and everyone's happy to be back, and I'm happy to see everyone. And it's like I don't know, man. This this is the stuff where you need that that shot of humanity because it, it balances everything out, you know. And that's what this, yeah. So it's been great. Um, I know that you're uh, currently promoting second place. I am, yeah. So yeah, the second place is coming out, um, which is a mockumentary alien bodybuilding book. And what I mean by so it is mockumentary. It's, it's it's we did well, you know. It's oh, sorry, my mask is falling out. They don't talk. Because you know the mockumentary element is first of all, it's one of my favorite styles of television and movies, right? Like, come on, man, it's one of the funniest. And it also, believe it or not, like as a writer, you get so much leeway because you get the bumpers, right? So the bumpers literally say who the person is and what they do, and you can right, right. play with that and also use that as your sort of um, exposition, so you don't have to try to bake it into the conversation. So, I mean, you already got, like, stylistically something that makes it my job easier, but then you get that fun, you're like, oh, well, and here's where you change the bumper up, and it's something funny that comments on what's happening. Um, and then it's just like, uh, you know, again, I'm too late to invent the Superman, dude. Uh, it's, 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 it's done. It's, it's been done. So I, I got a cool mockumentary book on it, you know. And so that book's coming out uh, through Diamond. It'll be in stores in December. Four-part series. Uh, the first uh, issue is, uh, it has an A and B cover, which is my first A and B cover ever. And the B cover is done by Rob Guillory, who is one of my all-time favorite artists. Uh, farmhand shoe. The guy's just one of the and one of the greatest. So he did a cover for it, and it looks incredible. It's a previous right now, right this minute. If you were at a comic shop and you're listening to this, and it's October seventh, eighth, nine, ten, whatever this month, October, it's in the previous book under Source Point Press for second place. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things I know we both we both abandoned the mask. What uh, the mask? I mean, we hugged, we hugged earlier, so I don't know. I think we're giving the game away. Uh, I'm vaccinated, so, so David, we're good, we're good. You have to. That's, that is true. That's been great. We went to um, the Museum of Natural History earlier, too, and you had to be vaccinated, which I think is wonderful. It's like, yeah, we did our part, and now here are the rewards. You know, we, we did our societal duty, and here are the rewards now. You've been a good one. Um, yeah, exactly. So, we're making fun of that fun. But one of the things I've been talking to people about 2020 is a lot of Yeah, it's been tough. Um, so, what did you do to get through the last year? Oh, man, well, I relied on seeing all the stuff that you guys post on Facebook, right? Like, <laughs> talk, I mean, really, talking with you guys and, and, and uh, uh, David specifically, but also just in general, like, you know, staying in touch with people as much as you can. You know, getting comments is always a time consuming thing anyway so I'm always sort of like two three years in, 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 in any process of anything I'm working on so I kind of had there was a lot of stuff that was kind of being made that I would have been talking about anyway you know and now it's just I get to talk about it and then you get to see it um, like the book, um, another one, Alex Cormack and I did a book that's going to be with Black Caravan. Um, yeah, Scout the Scouting. Uh, that hasn't been officially announced, but I mean, it's it's a done deal, so I can talk about it. And it's, uh, you know, and these are all things that I've been working on that now, you know, it's a, I guess maybe it might affect me personally, business wise, two, two, three years when I'm not working on the books that I would have been working on having having started to enjoy. Uh I mean, emotionally, we all, you know, it, it's, I think it's all. Here and there, we I think we all. What route might my fiance actually? What did we do to get through 2020? Animal Crossing. Yes, Animal Crossing. 
Tiger King and Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, with the rest of the world, right, right. There's a lot of getting lost in Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, eating. But eating, right? I think I also, one, one of my, the biggest things personally is I stopped drinking in 2020. So it's now it's been about almost two years. Personal development. Personal development, yeah. And I, you know, I've noticed because you're talking with everyone, and I, I, I can't wait to hear this and hear what other people say. Because I think it's you know we either took this unprecedented moment in time where we got to not, right? Just not across the board, and and you either used it to your advantage or or you or you let it use you and, and you know and it's not always easy don't get me wrong it's not always easy to, to do the former and the latter creeps up right letting it take it take you um I I don't I don't maybe shit I don't know I really don't know how I you know I, I wish I had better answers but I was able to like keep writing um wow man what a what a wildly good question that really is because now now I, and I feel so inadequate in the answer because what and we have well we have a dog which helps a lot too. <laughs> it really it really helps a lot. Um, yeah, how about you? What did you do to get through? Okay. Well, did, did you? Are you still in it? <laughs> are you not here right now? Are you time traveling? Um, um, well, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Right at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Yes, I'm, I'm very well aware. Yeah, so not I, not my favorite thing to bring up. Uh, in so life, but it's like I didn't like I was already dealing with stuff yeah. when this happened, and like I threw myself into the gym. Like I lost pounds. Yeah, um, you did. Um, and I did just trying to eat better, just to make sure that I'm there for my kids. Great. So, so you. You managed to do the, the the using that time to your advantage, especially under like at this point, right? Yes, a fucking unimaginable duress. And and it's like if someone asks you, how did you not just fall into the well, you have the kids? The kids is the that's yeah. the, that helps a lot. Yeah, and I just know she fucking right. That's right, dude. Well, you know, so you sent me a, a message that I actually. Again, it's not something I'm, I'm going to be like, hey, Dave, let's talk about shitty things. You know, I'm like, hey, guess what? My dad died when I was a kid. You know, like, I'm not going to do these things. But at the end of the day, we are all humans. We have human things happen to us. Now, you sent me a message uh, when the unspoken thing that John is, we're grateful to John for happened. Uh, and, and you said something to the effect of, like, can, can I say? Can I just, yeah, all right. So, so John wasn't here, and my fiance was able to come into the show. Because of this. And one of the things that David said was, you know, immediately was, like, if you can spend time with us. And I knew, I knew what it was, dude. I knew what that message was. I knew what that meant. And, like, it, so it meant a lot to me to see you say that because of I know what you've been through, dude. So, like, you know, again, it wasn't something I was going to put. But I, it, it, this, these are, and we don't, this is fun, too, is you don't really know how people appreciate you in certain ways unless I guess you start talking about this because how would you have known that I knew that little sentence that you sent meant the world to me because I you know what I mean yeah that's true so you know uh, human connection that's how I got through the shit <laughs> you know yeah I mean and what I've fallen that up with is I, I know obviously I've been doing this for so long and there's so many independent artists and creators who are still friends so what would you say Oh boy. Um, I just gotta keep making things. No, no, like, we are fortunate enough 
right, uh, just short thing of time. When I was in college, my best friend in the world committed suicide. Now, for the rest of that year, I was completely drift. I, had no, I was doing awful. I was doing terrible. Did not do school. End of the year, we had the, the, the teachers give us you know, the reviews and say, yeah, where you been? Colton, where you been? I was like, ah, you know, this thing happened. It's like, and I was in, I was in uh, for, for theater and writing and stuff. And he goes, you're, what are you, a moron? And I was like, whoa, that's a heavy thing. He goes, no, 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 no. Here's what I mean. You are in a position where what you're studying, what you're doing, is the act of exploring and understanding your emotions that no one else gets to do. You think accountants get to go to work and go, I wonder what my emotions are today. No, dude. So, and, and he said, use it. You know, you spent an entire year hiding when you could have been engaging because that's what we do. So I, I think about that a lot. And that's what this last couple of years has been. Instead of hiding, I've been engaging. And, and that's, you know, so if, even if it was asking for it, you got to keep you got to keep making things. And, keep, and, you know, that's, I mean, well, it's the opposite of death isn't life. It's creation. Life is stagnant. Creation for one. So, so it sounds like, that's, that's deep, huh? Woo! It sounds like, um, like everyone else that I've, I've talked to before, um, your perspectives have changed a little since all this has happened. So I'm going to ask you the question you always end on. Ooh. Which is, how do you measure success? <laughs> is Rachel yelling at me? No, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, I measure success by... Uh, I'm thinking of this because of where we are right now. We're sitting in our salad. I measure success by the fact that if I can walk up and down these aisles and I can stand at a booth with a guy who is a very talented artist talking with other people that I've just met who I like and they seem to like me enough and then a buddy of mine, David, comes up and he's got a thing that's cool and I don't feel like a stranger. I actually feel like I can walk up and down these aisles and just, I feel like a part of this, man. Because for my whole life, I've never felt like a part of the thing. I've always felt on the outsides. And the fact that I can come here and feel like a part of the thing and not feel like a poser... And because, and I mean, oh, buddy, I spent years walking up and down the aisles doing my best to try to get people to take me seriously. And it's not, you know, Marvel, DC, they're not knocking down the door, but I don't feel like that poser anymore, which is, it's, oh, it's, dude, I mean, come on. You know, that's the best. Having a community is success. Yes. Having a community that respects you is success. Yeah. All right. So, uh, wrap up. Uh, hey, 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 find people where they can find you online. For sure. You can find me online um, at www.davidmarkowski.com. And if you... <laughs> I actually got a smile out of Frank, too, which is, I think that's a rare one. <laughs> like, uh, you, uh, Instagram, at Mr. Ben AU. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll order second place and go some of the water when it comes back. All right. Thanks. Those are great questions, man. Those are great. All right. Thanks for that, Ben. And then uh, John's putting stuff in the chat we'll have to talk about later. All right. <laughs> but I think that's a good place to put it in. Anyone got any recommendations for our audience this week? John? The new. I know JD does. That's why I'm going with John first. <laughs> i i know i thank you the new anime that i just shotgun today and yes that that is that is a thing is called uh <laughs> you, you okay i was doing the beer was doing the shotgun you, did, you have to look at jd while you're saying oh, good things. good good it's it's I'm called trying to break you <laughs> it's <laughs> 
It's called Mashoko Tensai, uh, Jobless Reincarnation. Just look up Jobless Reincarnation. I, I absolutely love that title. It it is it is it is it is such a good anime. And and yes, it's another isekai. You know, somebody gets hit by Truckcoon and gets sent to another world. But uh, Truckcoon's very famous in anime circles now. He has his own shows. And basically, yeah, it's another. It's it's another isekai, but this one is done so unbelievably well and so much more realistically that, that I mean the, the the studio that's making it they spun off a separate studio that's just doing this one anime that's unheard of that's how much they believe in it and there's like 24 episodes and and everybody's already screaming for uh, season two so you know it's it's I don't know I, I it's it's really good that's all i can say like everything about it the, the music's amazing the the animation is unbelievable and and the storyline is something that we can all like it these guys are usually about you know i sent dave to another world well i ran over dave and sent him to another world and then from there you never usually hear about the person's former life whereas this one it, it plays a critical role in the development of the character so and explains so much you ran me over and sent me to another world. Yes, that's what I'll do. Send you to another world. No, uh, I was probably happy in my old world. <laughs> apparently, according to Japan, you'd be much happier in another world. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> I might be at this point. Yeah, tell me about it. Fair. <laughs> we do live in the dumbest timeline, so fair. How about you, JD? What do you got? The latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man, <clears throat> as promised. As promised, it's very thick too. This is the final issue of Nick Spencer's run. We're bringing back Ben Riley. We learned that at the very end as the Amazing Spider-Man. We don't know how yet. This wrapped up the series, right? They've they've undone since past. It was okay. So let me get, let me break this down to you, right? Because this is actually <laughs> this is actually really cool and really heavy. So Mormon Osborne, the reason he had all his success is because he sold a soul to Mephisto. Not his soul. That would be crazy. He sold Harry's. Of course he did. So when Harry dies, because this you open this up, of right? You guys are old fans. What do you have? You have the end of Spectacular Spider-Man 200, the death of Harry Osborne, the original art sale, Bisama. When Harry died, he went to hell. But before he did that, he programmed an AI, a computer-generated artificial intelligence, to torture both his father and Peter Parker Christ. from beyond the grave. So that is how we've got the twins. Gabriel and state uh Gabriel and Sarah Stacy, the twins that were supposed to be uh Gwen Stacy and Norman Osborne's children. They aren't, they're clones that were actually demon they were actually tortured by Mephisto. Jesus. And here and the, the big thing is Norman isn't crazy anymore. So Norman has to face all of these problems as a sane man, and it's actually horrible for him. But and then Harry, the Harry that's been in the comics since 2008 is revealed to be a clone. This but is then, sounding familiar. No, no, but it is, but it clears all it out because he's dead. They kill him. The the two Stacy kids kill him. And they said it, they're just kind of setting it all back. And this whole thing is a Faustian gamble between Mephisto and Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange, yeah, this whole thing has been a Faust a gamble. Doctor Strange and uh Mephisto. And uh you're allowed two champions, and Doctor Strange bet on Peter and Mary Jane. And together they get there together and they save the day together. And Mephisto goes, why are you so interested in Peter Parker? Like he's so insignificant. Why set up all these roadblocks for just him? And we reveal 
that Mephisto is not afraid of Peter Parker. Yeah, I'll pull this page up because the page is great. You guys might like this actually. What? Yeah, sh- what, show it on our podcast. I will. We'll show it to you guys and I'll explain yeah. it. Yeah. What scares him more than anything? Let me try to handle this right. Is Mayday Parker? She uh, is the one in the future who will take him down. So that is why he destroyed the marriage. Interesting. Trying to, trying to prevent May Parker from being born, which makes all it took was thirteen years to make sense of this fucking storyline. Which if they had given me that in two thousand seven, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. There's it, a little it, girl running around. It's it Mayday. Took, it, it took for that long for them to write themselves out of that corner. Nick Spencer, <laughs> man, credit to Nick Spencer. His entire run was about redoing and trying to make sense of two of the worst Spider-Man stories ever written. Right? Mm-hmm. Since past, never yeah. happened. It was all. It was all a con. Right? And mm-hmm. Harry coming back to life never made sense. And a spectacular Spider-Man was 200 is great. Clone Harry. We've had a we've had a fake Harry run around who actually dies valiantly. So once again, Harry Osborn gets to go out as a hero. Nice. Right? Like right. he really did a great job setting all these pieces right. And Peter and Mary Jane are together again. They're not married, but they're together. And now I'm assuming something horrible is going to happen to Peter next issue. Because Peter, Peter's not allowed to be happy, you know. No, he's, he's going to go back uh, to he's going to go back to Doctor Strange. And say, you know what? Can we know my nar- marriage again? <laughs> like, uh, the marriage is old. They're just dating now. But again, we're getting Ben Riley back next issue. So I don't know how this happens. I'm unless he, unless there's some kind of accident where he loses his leg. It looks like the next the cover of the next book is he is he is laid up in a hospital bed. Like looks like he's going to die, which you know oh, Peter my. Peter dies every few years. But I'm very is like I think we're the 25th anniversary of the Clone Saga. So let's bring Ben Riley back as Peter Parker for as uh, excuse me as Spider Man for a little bit. I'm good with it. I think it's well, okay. Yeah, I'm the the leg references obviously from Spider Girl. Yes, that's correct. I forgot about that. He, he doesn't have. He's missing. That's why he stops mm-hmm. being Spider Man. Stops being Spider Man. I forgot about. It. They could do that. I want to see. But like I said, it was it was a really good ending. I'm not the biggest Nick Spencer fan in general, but I think they really stuck the landing on this one. Like it was a good read, and like he. He really did the ultimate Spider-Man fan thing where it's like, you know what? I'm on my way out. I'm going to try to set what, the, the Sam Beckett, if you will, trying to set right what once went wrong. You're, you're, you're making me want to buy Spider-Man books. It was again. good. Like I said, like I got a subscription going because this Ben Riley thing intrigued me, right? Because at the time, the Clone Saga is the worst thing that happened to comics. But then yeah. you look back on it, you're like, you know, there was some fun stuff in there, actually. So I wanted, and they're doing the thrice monthly thing, which is a good gimmick for me. It makes the books a lot cheaper than subscription. So, so, yeah. so who's who's the writer again? Then we should be. This was Nick. This was Nick Spencer. You know, he's he's actually going to be leading the whole Substack revolution. Like Substack hired him, and he's kind of for he's he's out because this is like he's all about Substack and independent comics now. So, so basically, whatever he puts out or writes, maybe we should check it out. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, if you're into Substack, I mean, like I did not like his early independent stuff, but this this Spider Man was really good. Tip tip of the cap. I'm curious to see what the new group does with ben riley when it comes up next month okay so yeah that was a long way to go with me saying this was really good comics <laughs> yes it was yes yes it was. all right well i would recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where not only can you find the podcast every week you can find blog posts about new york comic-con and my experience there plus comic book reviews by our good friend d square and for those who are asking me in chat if I'm going to post the photos to our website right now, no, the only place you can see the photos from New York Comic Con are on our Instagram. 
So bite the bullet and get on Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, it's a friend in, of mine. It's it's Instagram. It's free. Come on. Exactly. Man. A friend of mine keeps bugging me, and it's like, no, just go to Instagram. He has a Facebook. Like they're owned by the same company. Just what's the big deal? Maybe not for long. <laughs> it's like, well, well, let's see how that plays out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, litigations aside, right now they're owned by the same. For now. Company. For, for now. now. So. And man, I, you know, you know what? Actually, yes, I got a recommendation. There'll be an interview coming up, but R.C. Young has a series out called Witchman. It's a, it's a comic series. It's about superheroes in like, you know, medieval times or like in Lord of the Rings type setting. Yeah. So she, I'll say this much about it. She has a background in animation and you definitely get that feel when you're reading the first issue that like oh okay this is uh this is somebody who has a background in animation she said it gets better as the as the issues go along she has 11 out right now at this point so yeah so go check her out you can find her on instagram and facebook and and but look up rc young you'll find her website and you can buy the books from there so yeah i quite enjoyed it all right on that note boys and girls as always thanks for listening and don't let you get caught in the door have a good week